Alright, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. Alright, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. Today in the cafe, I am joined by Jose. Say hello, Jose. Hey, everyone. All right. All right. So, you know, here at Peeps Creek, we always have a conversation centered around the drink. And today I am drinking on some good old bourbon. Look at that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and Jose, what are you drinking on over there? Just water. Just water. All right. All right. So are you ready to get into the topic today? Let's do it. All right. So. Uh, so today's topic is episode 54. Episode 54 is called Love Tap or Tapped to Death. All right. So those of you out there, you know that I was doing this series focusing on some of the crimes dealing with social media. And so we are traveling once again internationally. We are going to go to I, I'm going to screw this name up. I think it's New Tredegar, South Wales. What continent is that? The Europe. Yeah, it's in Europe. Oh, yeah, the Prince of Wales. England, yeah. Prince Charles. It's the Prince of Wales. Uh-huh. Over there. <laughs> okay. All right. So we are traveling to South Wales, and we are talking about an individual by the name of Haley Jones, who was 26 years old. So we are back in 2009, March 12, 2009. And in this particular situation, we have a mother by the name of Susan Jones, who was traveling home after a night out with her friends. She happens to live in the same, I guess, complex as her, not the same apartment, neighborhood, neighborhood as her daughter. daughter, daughter, Haley Jones. And this particular night, she is riding down the street normally at this time of night the daughter is at home sleep the lights are off and things of that nature but she comes in and she sees this big old commotion right there's lights going on and come to find out that there are police cars and ambulances in her daughter's driveway right so she is naturally frantic and like I guess her heart, I could just imagine like her heart is palpitating, like boom, 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 boom. what the hell is going on? So, <laughs> so she is getting out of her car. And it's like, this is my daughter's house. Like what's going on? And what does she find? Her daughter had been stabbed. Oh, daughter had been stabbed. And so as she's in there in the living room, her daughter's on the floor in the living room. Obviously she's been stabbed in the chest. And the paramedics are trying to work on her. And basically, one of the paramedics asks, are you going to code her? Right. Or so basically, you know, let's call it a quits and put a time. She gone. Yeah. You so evil. (laughs) (laughs) Death is always a difficult thing. We over here laughing. Okay. So. All right. So come to find out she has some small children. What? Like two children? Two children. Yeah. A boy and a girl? Oh, they don't two really boys. make clear. Two boys. two boys. They don't even say how old they were, though. Mm, elementary level. Very young. Yeah. And th- what happens is, is that the mother of Susan Jones finds out that it was Haley Jones' young children who found her. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming they found her and then they called 911. So that was a good thing. At least they had knowledge enough to call 911. Right. And, you know, 
they were looking for the dad who's Brian Lewis, but the dad was not at work and was not at home. Yeah. And his car wasn't out. And so now at this particular point, the police are like concerned. Uh, you know, we have a deceased mother. We have two young children that's by themselves. We have a grandmother who is frantic because she just walked in and saw her daughter dead on the floor. Right. And then we don't know where Brian Lewis is, who's the father of the two children. And so naturally, the perspective is, is he harmed? Right. Whoever did this, did they come in right, right. And, and harmed him? All right. So first of all, how would you handle that if that was you, you think? If I were the mother? Yeah, like the, the, the mother who found the daughter. <sighs> I don't know. You know, like she was looking for the father or the boyfriend or the husband. Or no, he wasn't the husband. He was a common yeah, law right, husband. Right, right, right. And what what is that for those of the yeah. for people? So essentially it means that, you know, they spend so much time together. They portray themselves to be married, even though they're not legally married. But other people think that they're married. So, so basically they hold themselves out right. as a married couple, even though they were not sanctioned by right. In, in in United States would be sanctioned by the jurisdiction in Wales I don't know what to do they need Queen Elizabeth do, do they need her blessing mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but they didn't get it okay so they did come along marriage all right well, go ahead sorry I mean obviously I would be you know alarmed too and react the same yeah I mean, panicking and it it, it, it didn't I, I guess so this particular show one thing that I didn't like about it is that it didn't highlight okay what happened with the children like right they made it seem like the mom just went home by her the, the grandma went home by herself and left the kids there with that's the dead true. mom yep. but that's you know if i was the creative director of this particular show i would make sure that i highlight that because it's important they I'll, found the children i'll give you the 1-800 number <laughs> <laughs> they found the mom so it's important to like highlight their trajectory right. but i understand they're young all right so so they're they they asked the mom you know who would want to harm your daughter and well, okay, Go so ahead. you have to keep in mind that these two people, you know, they were pretty much the high school sweethearts and everyone thought it was the perfect couple, you know, looking from the outside, they were lovebirds. So together, together for 13 years, for 13 years. Yeah. They were not married, but they, they were, you know, the lovebirds and everyone thought they were the perfect couple. Okay. You say all that to say what? I don't know. <laughs> so they asked the the grandma like hey what's going on is there someone who would harm oh that was my point like who would hate someone where clearly they're the lovey lovey you know everyone likes them they're both personable the guy was working you know provided with a family she was staying at home taking care of the kids everyone thought they were perfect it's like who would want to do this to someone like that that was my point yeah. yeah 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 and so the 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 mother and i keep saying the mother but the grandma was basically like she doesn't know anyone right. who would who would want to harm them they were like to to your point they were um the perfect couple yep. allegedly but we all know there's no such thing as a perfect couple hello hello we all been through some ups and downs some shitty relationships but you you, you know but the thing is oftentimes people tend to put up 
affront that their relationship is is great and they don't find the help they need to correct the relationship or to get out of it and i'm not saying that that's what what was going on here but it is important to highlight that a lot of people stay in relationships because they feel committed because of time constraints. They feel, oh, well, what? I don't feel like starting over or I want to move my furniture or we're going to fight over who gets the couch, who gets the TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to pick that shit up and start over. I know it's easier said than done, but it's important to do that. Okay, go ahead. Have you, uh, I feel like you could say something. Yeah, like I don't think there was a case here, though. No. No, it wasn't. I mean, mm. it, it's not like she was. Well, we don't know. We ain't talked to Susan. That's true. I mean, um, Haley, Haley, she gone. Yeah. But go ahead. We, we, okay. no, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. All right. You know, we'll get into it. But I don't <laughs> think that was the case at the outset. Let me just say that. Yeah. yeah. So um, long story short, on this particular day, they do not find the the father immediately. And so we like like this show does a lot. What, what they tend to do is try to tell you a little story about the individual. So let's step back. We know that on March 12th. 2009 Haley dies we know that Sharon Jones the grandmother Haley's Susan. mother Susan I keep saying Sharon Jones and you know who that is that's a <laughs> a singer God rest her soul too all right so Susan Jones finds a daughter on March 12 2009 deceased so let's step back and talk a little bit about Brian and Haley mm -hmm. now Brian in my opinion, you, you you might not have the same opinion, but in my opinion, Brian kind of took on that traditional perspective of what a house a household should be. In essence, that he believed that he was the breadwinner and pretty much he was. He had a good working job. He was a breadwinner. Haley was a stay at home mom and worked with the children, basically, to take care of the kids. She didn't have a job. And then for all intents and purposes, he took care of everything that needed to be to be done they had a they had a good working living right a house owned a home they had children they were able to do this then the third like the backyard had good children swing sets and everything so they had enough money because i didn't grow up with that <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then in 2007 what happens 2009 no 2007 so you ain't taking no good notes over there wait 2007 we had the the housing market crash that caused brian oh, to right. lose his job You're right. yeah. yes so 2007 the 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 housing market comes in and brian loses his job he's laid off and it's unexpected to all of them and so the folks are trying to figure out you know how are we going to make ends meet and one thing that Haley was suggesting was well, maybe, Brian, I can go and find a job. And what was Brian's kind of initial reaction to that? Yeah, he wasn't having it. Yeah. And what, do you, what did you think about that? The fact that he was laid off. She wasn't working. They don't, obviously, they don't have any income coming in. I don't know how Wales work because I don't live there. I don't know if they have an unemployment situation or not. But what, what was your initial reaction to that perspective of, nah, don't work? I don't know. I mean, because she was young, she was 26. They didn't. They don't say how old he was, but you know, if he presumably was older, clearly he was. He had some sort of pride of, you know, being the breadwinner, taking care of her. She clearly hadn't worked since they had been together. They've been together for 13 years. So I think I would have the same reaction at first, like, no, let me, you know, look for a job, like, you know. I don't know about that. We ain't got no money. Mm -mm. 
Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he, at least at that point, is. Maybe, it, maybe they had good savings right, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know this is a tangent, but this also goes into the stereotype of what the gender roles are supposed to do in the yeah. household. And I think if you go on Instagram, I know you're not on Instagram, but you go on Instagram and you see folks talking about that. I wouldn't let my girlfriend work or I wouldn't let my wife work. It's the man's job to do that. But I think that particularly when it comes to a marriage and they held themselves out as being married, I think there's there needs to be some sense of equity in that relationship. And it may not be 100% 50-50 because I don't think right. any relationship is 50-50. Right. But she was willing to say, let me go find something, right? Maybe I can go to the, the market, hell, and get a part-time job. Let's get some, let me help take some of the stress off of you. Okay, sorry, we're on a tangent. But he didn't want that. But eventually, he permitted her. I'm going to use the permit word because right. obviously that's what it seemed like. Permitted her to get a job. And, and what does she? Uh, nurse assistant. She yeah. started working as a caretaker. Yeah. What, what's it like a nursing home or something? They don't mention that, but just, yeah, just taking care of people who are sick. And I mean, we're talking South Wales, so I don't yeah. know how that works. You don't know the system. You ain't do your research. All right. So, <laughs> so she gets a job and initially Brian was a little hesitant and counter to that, but he eventually came around because her job allowed him to a spend more time with his children, but also allowed him to spend time looking for a job that he wanted and not just taking any job and to pay the bills. Oh yeah. The money, the, the, the job helped pay the bills. Yeah. So now, Haley gets this job, but Haley begins to open up yeah. more, right? And so, tell the people what I mean by opening up. What 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 did this job offer her? Well, you know, she hadn't never been working before because Brian was the one working, and now that she was out there in the world and you know meeting people, uh, working with people, she realized like, hey, what am I missing? What have I been missing? Mm -hmm. And you know, she really enjoyed that and she really thrived from that and the more she did it the more she liked it and i think that's where brian was coming in and be like hey you're spending too much time you know at work doing double shifts talking to your friends from work but you're not spending enough time with me and so it came to a point where Haley was not only working a lot but she would come home and she would be on her laptop <laughs> And she would be on her laptop and she would be on social media, particularly Facebook. Now, Brian didn't know. I'm assuming he didn't follow her or he didn't have a Facebook post page. Because if that was me, I would just been in another room like, <laughs> look and see if it showed her online. Like, uh-uh, you've been on. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. So she was online a lot. We don't know who she was talking to. We don't know if she was talking to anyone, a male, female or what have you. But initially, he was thinking, okay, Facebook was her opportunity because she didn't have as much time on her hand anymore because she was working. Facebook was her opportunity to keep up with her family. Well, that's what he thought. That's what he thought initially. And 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 so, but then one hour turned to two hours, two hours turned to three hours, three hours and turned to two all night on Facebook. And so... Mind you, he realized he was talking to people from work. So he it's did. like you work with them all day long and then you're talking to them at like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then so that gave him the sense that obviously in his head, he was thinking, 
okay, you fucking around, basically, right? Now, there's no evidence of that. He didn't have any evidence of it. But his evidence was on the fact that you at work all day, you don't, you come home, you on Facebook, then you're not just talking to family, you're talking to coworkers right. and things of that nature. All right. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, Brian still ain't get no damn job. <laughs> now, he could have, I thought, in this situation, one way that he could have alleviated that was to get a damn job yeah. and then say to her, hey, I think, you know, we have young children. Maybe you should step back a little bit from your job. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I would do that. If I was Haley, I'll still be working. But, you know, every household is different. I mean, they were behind on their bills. So why would he tell her to stop working? Well, why he didn't get a job? They said that he was looking for the right job. What the hell is the right job? <laughs> if, if it was me, if I got bills, I'm behind on my mortgage. I'm sure they got a car note. Behind on a car note, I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to the gas station. There I'm going know. to pump gas. It's not a Walmart. It's how else. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, the right job. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I get it. I'm just telling you what they said. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, she, she was making enough, but she wasn't making a lot. Right, right, right. Because they still were stretching. Yeah, they were deciding which bills to pay. One thing that was going on while she was at work was that she was making friends with females, and there was this male nurse there who, right. who appeared to take a liking to it, but it doesn't appear as if they ever had anything improper. But to Brian's perspective, they did. And then what Brian would do is instead of taking the money that Haley was bringing into the household for bills, Brian would go to the bar, right? Because he was depressed. <laughs> right. He went back into depression. And the way that you deal with depression, the best way to deal with depression is to drink, apparently. Now, let's put a pin on that. So recently it was, I, I don't get it. Is it mental health month? There's a mental health month, week, and all that, but it's just recent, right? Yep. And so, do you? What, what What is your perspective on using alcohol to mask your depression? I know you're not a psychiatrist or anything like that, but do you have a personal opinion about it? Well, I mean, I think everyone deals with their emotions, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever, a different way. You know, some people might drink, other people might eat, other people might not eat. You know, what so. do you do? First of all, without being too personal, uh -huh. but technically, you know, we're having a conversation at the bar. Yeah. Have you found yourself? I, I'm going to use the word depressed, even if the, even though you don't think it's depression. Have right, you right. found yourself there? Yeah, I, mean, I think everyone has. You know, they may deny it, but I think everyone has. You know, you become distant from your friends, and you know, you become less engaged. You start drinking more. You start eating more. You start, you know, doing whatever. Whatever, just filling in that void at that moment. And what what was your coping mechanism, or what have you used as your coping mechanism to cope with the depression? Mm -hmm. uh, probably drinking too. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that, and you know, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not as. Um, I mean, for that moment, you're okay with it, right? Yeah. And then when you're the next day, next day you're like shit. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not going away. All right. So the bills are still happening, going on. And so there is a text message at one particular point of time that Brian sees. And the text message is from Tim. 
and it says it says hey it's tim the band goes on at two hours if you change your mind right now hearing that text or seeing that text would you immediately think oh they fucking around oh yeah why <laughs> well for me i'm jealous and two for her and for brian remember she's been home all this time she's supposed to be working coming home but yet she's coming home and talking like staying up to like 2 a.m and now he sees a text message from like a tim but yeah i would be concerned but why why is it why i, I guess for me why i mean she why haven't you told me about this person but why didn't you do what you your due diligence and acts? Hey, babe, I noticed you on Facebook a lot. What, who you been talking to? What's going on? I don't know. I'm just telling you. I would I would perceive it as cheating as well. So you see that text and you're going to be like, ah, ah, who Tim? <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> so, yeah, so he got real pissed off. And so he basically. I'm pissed. Very pissed because he confronted her. And wait, we got there yet. He confronted her and he basically was like, Who the fuck is Tim? And she was like, Oh my God, T Tim, I work with him. Like, what, what, what's going on? Oh, oh, you out here want to date him because he over here trying to tell you the band comes on in two hours. <laughs> and she's like, Bruh, <laughs> first of all, I'm with you, not with Tim. I have no interest in anyone. I love you, only right. you. And quite frankly, he asked both of us to come, meaning me and you, common law husband. And I told him, nah, we good. We're not interested. Right, right. And instead of taking that that explanation, Brian gets pissed. And so Brian does what? He's trying to search. <laughs> <laughs> he ba yeah. So this, basically, according to this, this is the first time. Um, he ever laid his hands on her and he basically chokes her and chokes her until the point where her son comes in, one of the children comes in and is basically like, mommy, I hear something. And, uh, you know, she does what any mother probably would do and tries to protect her child by basically saying, no, daddy and mommy would talk it right now. I'm going to put a pen on it again. Sorry. What was your thought about that? About what? Her saying to the little boy that mommy and daddy was just talking everything is fine yeah i mean i think she handled it the right way what is she supposed to say he's trying to kill me <laughs> i i the thing is is that kids see hear and notice things and i know that we try to and i say we well you're not a parent but as a parent you try to protect your child but do you think there's value in being truthful though like mommy and daddy is having a disagreement and we're working it out versus mommy and daddy is just talking obviously he sees her choking her that's not normal talking and then what if he goes and emulate that because he thinks that's the way you talk right. when you are trying to get your point across so he goes to preschool and start choking little girls up against the wall yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I, I I mean, I get it. You want to protect your innocence of right. a child, but you think she handled it appropriately. Well, also, like, remember, this was the first time that he did that. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. So, you know, maybe that's the first thing that came to mind for her. And she was just shocked. Yeah, she was like, we're just talking, you know. Mm -hmm. Nah. <laughs> I think he beat her before. All right. <laughs> All right. But not but but that's not even the reason he choked her 
what was the reason he choked her he was upset about the text message they were having a conversation she was being dismissive mm -hmm. and she was basically said look brian i'm going to bed because some of us have to work oh, in the morning yeah. <laughs> That's now I, that stung him, yeah, right? That stung him because that that now you encroaching on my manhood. Yeah. You're trying to tell me, oh, you want you're bringing home the bacon, and so that he know he chokes her because of that. All right, so so anyhow, it goes on and on and on. I, it it doesn't appear as if that they had any other physical violence. So ultimately, at the end of the day, Brian shows up at the police department about three to four hours after Haley is found stabbed. Mm -hmm. Okay. He shows up. And what happens? Tell the people. Because I've been doing all the talking over here. I hear you guys are looking for me. I hear y'all looking for me. <laughs> here I go. With no. the knife on his head. <laughs> So he shows up and he's basically like, yeah, I hear y'all y'all looking for me. Okay. And? I was driving. <laughs> driving around. I had a lot on my mind. All right. Yeah, basically that's what he said. Yeah. So they basically, the police are basically like, okay, so, you know, your, what, what happened with right. your wife? And he says, everything's a blur. Right. Happened right. fast. Everything's a blur. Everything happened. And so they're the police are basically like okay so why did you stab Haley? disclaimer okay obviously you knew something was going on and he was like well i really didn't stab her i would never do anything to intentionally harm her as every so far on all these cases that i've been talking about they all say the same thing i didn't mean to do it all right so tell tell the people kind of how this escalated to the point that on this particular night it escalated to the point where Hayes is deceased and he's alive at the yeah. at the police station. Well, one one of the nights that she wasn't home, he found the computer open and he was able to access her Facebook chats centrally. Mm -hmm. And you know what they say? Don't go looking for something you don't want to see. Exactly. But mm -hmm. he did it. He went in and looked it anyway. And Listen, if the computer is open, walk away. You have a choice. Walk away. Don't why, why are you going snooping trying to we find something? We did right before this. Oh, oh, you want to talk about it now? Go ahead. No, it's right. like we should talk about that. Okay. Like how do you feel about that? About what? Like if you see, you know, the cell phone or computer open, do you think and you suspect something? Should you do it or nope. just nope. Bite, my, your, bite your tongue and my away. my I've had that happen to me too many times and my rule of thumb is the why don't go because at the end of the day you're going to see something even if it's an innocuous statement from someone because you already have a perception in your head right. that it's suspicious and I'm going to find something you're going to make something out of anything and even if the statement may come off as if, okay, th that's a little inappropriate, you don't know the context. You don't know what conversation precipitated that text. You don't know what verbal conversations these individuals may have had that precipitated that text. They could have been talking about a show. You don't know, but you've already had in your head, oh, nah, that's my fucking cheating. Right. You don't need that. Right. And, and, and why go through that stress anyhow? Because... 
why if you feel so i guess for me my thing is if you're at a place and point in time in your relationship where you feel like something is that bad mm-hmm. make a decision right. either you're going to stay with it being bad and trying to work it through or you're going to leave but you finding these text messages oh i got proof motherfucker you've been cheating that's not that's not productive and it's unhealthy right. that's my opinion what about you because you will go you will go seeker <laughs> you think you were you think you were, um, a, a seeker from harry potter you thought you were <laughs> what was that game where they were looking for the little orange ball the little gold I, ball uh, i forget the name yeah yeah i know what you're talking about okay so what about you what's your perspective you go find or you go you just ignore i would go find it i would yeah. look yeah no it's unhealthy what does it do to you your psyche just proves me right hold on i gotta say so you just want you just gonna sneeze on this podcast is that COVID or is that sneezing because you you got allergies all right yeah i would probably look yeah i i don't i don't think it's worth it but no i agree but i will probably still do it (laughs) (laughs) all right so he finds messages finds messages but what are these messages about yeah she's saying i've made my decision Final. I'm gonna leave him, but no one. I'm not gonna let him know, and mm-hmm. no one can find out. So he is pissed. He is pissed. Gets the laptop, throws it away. Uh-uh. Right. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. He punches it and throws it, throws it to the floor. Uh-uh. Not yet. What else does he see? What is the thing that triggers him the most? Not the fact that she's sending messages to her mom and friends and family. It's a lot of them now. A lot of messages. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. What was the kicker for him? Oh, that she changed her Facebook status from relation in a relationship to single. From married. Married, yeah. To single. And Mm-mm, he was like, "Fuck that!" Mm-mm, shit hit you the single. Fa- you right? <laughs> you single? Weird. We might not be married, but you live here with me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so she, he gets totally upset, pissed off, and she's basically like, "Bruh, some of us gotta work in the morning. I'm going to bed." So she goes sleeps on the couch because she's not sleeping in the room because they got a lot of attention. And he says, what does he say? What happened after she goes to sleep on the couch? Well, before she did that, he, he confronted her about the Facebook yes. status change. Yes, he did. And she was like, whatever, you know, have a good night. Bye. And she was like, bro, we're not married. Yeah, this, you're like, we're not married. Yeah. Was like, I mean, duh. And that's the other thing. Y'all better get up for 13 years. I mean, why didn't you propose? Why didn't y'all get married? Hmm? You don't know their circumstances. Oh my God, please. (laughs) All right. So she changed the status. He confronts her. She She goes to bed. She basically like, bro, I'm done with this. Like you've been extremely Well, no, no. So let's go back. She said that she's leaving that night. That's what he read. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the messages. So in his mind, at least presumably, he's thinking, hey, she's leaving tonight. When he when, when he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Or tomorrow morning and I wake up and she's not here. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's after. So he read the fact that she had changed the status to married, to single. Then the, the message saying, I'm leaving tonight, but he cannot find out. So he's already thinking like, you know, like she's playing me. Like this is bullshit. Right. Like what's, right. what the fuck's going like, she's on? leaving tonight or tomorrow morning and I'm not going to find out. All right. So... So he says that he he gets a knife, but he has a knife because 
They don't really explain why he got the knife. Yeah. He, Something about cleaning his He nails? said he, he got the knife because he was trying to clean his fingernails. Okay. May I don't know what they do in soft wells. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they've got a fingernail clipper. Maybe they don't have a fowler. But he says he goes to get the knife to clean his fingernails. But then he starts thinking about these messages and all this and her dismissive approach when he tries to communicate with her about it. And so he says he goes and he takes the knife and basically is like, uh-uh. I'm going to use a curse word, but basically he's like, bitch, you ain't going to sleep up in here. So what he says, he... Ooh. What he said he's going to do, what he said he did was basically he tapped her with the knife basically try to wake her up yeah and the process of him tapping her with the knife it just it, it just happened went, to go went through deep. went deep in <laughs> <laughs> so he's like attempted to, to tap her to wake her up like we're gonna finish this conversation yeah. the knife goes in and she gets stabbed yeah. okay so the police are like bro this story sounds weird but again his offense his defense to any kind of crime of murder is that i don't have the requisite intent i don't have the requisite attempt because i never intended to harm her this was an accident so the police is like okay whatever bro and then they go to the coroner to get the the official finding of how what's her name again Haley. Haley. Haley dies and what do they find out that she was strangled after she was stabbed and what's the significance of that, though? Does she die? <laughs> no, boy. Come on. You put your lawyer hat on. Oh, my God. You, oh, that you... it was intentional. Well, not just that. That he killed her. Okay. What else? With her hands. <laughs> the, the significance of that is, yes, she was stabbed. And if it was a mistake, essentially, if it was a mistake and truly a mistake, she would have survived that because the knife did not puncture her lungs. So what killed her was the strangulation. So that shows that after he incidentally tapped and it accidentally. pierced. Oh, accidentally tapped her with the knife and it incidentally went into and pierced her, the, the skin mm -hmm. that had he Call the cop. Call the ambulance. Try to get some assistance. Haley will still be here. Right. But he didn't do that because what she died of was strangulation. The autopsy pictures showed that she had all these marks on her 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 neck. And so it was that that really caused her yeah. to die. Yep. Sucks. And didn't they say that in the investigation they talked to the people at the bar like the bartenders mm -hmm. what, what happened and on there they, they said that if allegedly that brian had said if i can have her no one can have her i'll kill her and what does that what does that tell the motivation you? hello yeah. hmm? means opportunity and motive we yeah. talked about this on many of these episodes the fact that i keep saying this episode after episode People reach, they, you know, when they're doing these investigations and they're presenting things to the court. Now, disclaimer, okay, I don't know the, the federal rules or the criminal rules of evidence and soft whales, okay? <laughs> but 
you know, here in America, there is a such thing as reach it back and pulling bad acts or statements made right now. A lot of people, this is a great opportunity. Now, let me also make this disclaimer, even though both of us are lawyers, this is not legal advice. This is just made for informational purposes and spoken for informational purposes. But if this was in America, that statement, a lot of people be like, you know, you have a lot of folks. Ah, that's hearsay. Ah, that's hearsay. You can't bring that in. That's hearsay. Okay, that's the beauty about this, right? Again, going back to the rules, right? Yeah, technically it is hearsay. But there are exceptions to hearsay. And one of those exceptions is called party opponent. And what's party opponent? The other side. Yeah, but what's the, I mean, explain to the people that, oh. how the exception work with hearsay. You tell them. I haven't dealt with those in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking dumb lawyer over here. All right. So, I work with you. So, dumb. <laughs> so, the beauty of hearsay is that there are several exceptions. And one of those exceptions is uh, party opponent. And party opponent basically says that because you are the defendant, even though you made that statement outside of court, right? That statement still could be used against you because you're the one who said it, right? Now, let's say that I decided at, at, after this podcast that I'm pissed at the fact that Jose didn't say something appropriately and I take this hookah bottle and I slap him in the head, he bleeds and he dies here on the floor. Then I go to the local bar. For the record, this is the address where I <laughs> I go to the local bar and I just start talking because, you know, I'm drinking and then maybe grief is getting me and I'm like, oh shit, I shouldn't. And if the police go and find that and I raise, nah, you can't bring that in. That's hearsay. Mm-mm, <laughs> not coming in. That is a way that you will be able to bring that in to prove, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, but anyhow, I don't know. Again, I don't know soft rules of evidence, but I'm assuming it is not that different. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you, so anyway, I don't even know what happened at the trial. Normally I would say that, but he, he guilty. Okay. But yeah, so that's that. So what were you, you wrote down some questions though. Yeah. I was just thinking like, you know, like she went from living this perfect life pretty much and him taking care of her and then time out look at us multiple hookahs over here at the cafe see when you come to the cafe not only do you get a good drink boom 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 bam 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 you're gonna interrupt me like that mm -hmm. i even treat you to your own hookah all right go ahead bro sorry you know i was thinking like you know they lived this perfect life he was taking care of her she's young 26 he's older than her he loses his job she gets a new job, start experiencing, you know, what's out there, enjoying working with people, talking to people, being flattered, you know, flirting or whatever. But they never really talked about what's the reason that she wanted to leave him. Did you catch that? Nope. Like, yeah, you know, she was online or whatever, and he was expecting, suspecting that she was cheating, but they don't they don't establish that she was cheating or they, they don't even talk about that because technically she never she never even went to the concert that day. Right. But what whenever she, whenever they show the messages that hey I'm gonna leave him this is it I've made my decision it's gonna be tonight they don't mention or they don't talk about why she wanted to leave. And what's the significance of that? I mean, why? I'm just asking you, like, what what do you think it is the reason that she wanted to leave? I just felt like she felt constricted in the relationship and I felt I think that she felt that he was trying to control her 
And sometimes I think what happens is, is that, you know, when you're with someone and y'all been together for years, people grow. And if you don't grow the relationship to grow with the people and you stay stagnant into what the relationship was, you're going to have these issues. So, you know, people grow, people get tired of each other. Right. But she began to get a new sense of freedom, a new sense of herself and understanding herself. I think now again, I didn't talk to her. I don't know her, nor did I talk to her family. But that's what I gather from that. And she just felt like suffocated. And when you feel like, I don't know if you've ever had a dream, like you're dreaming. Oh, yeah. And you feel like either you're suffocating, yeah. you wake up and you're out of breath. That's a hard feeling. Or you feel like you're falling and falling and falling. That's a feeling that's just like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. And I felt like that's what she may have felt in that relationship. That every day, it was like a reoccurrence of that dream of constantly falling, falling, falling. And at some point, I need to wake up from this bad shit. And the only way I could wake up from this is to get away from him. Yeah, but not really. Like, she didn't feel like that before. I mean, we didn't talk to her. We don't know that. But well, presumably, she didn't feel like that Thank before. You. And I think that this story is representative of today. Like, how people deal with changes. How they deal with something better than what they have and how they cope with that and how, how they deal with that. Like a shiny new car. Yeah, like a big, better deal, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Because for her, remember, at least from the story, she was happy before she even got this job, mm -hmm. right? Before the guy even lost a job. Perfect couple. They loved each other, this and that. Everyone that they were like, you know, sweethearts. No one would have expected this before. She gets a job. She thinks it's the shit, pretty much. She gets to meet new people. She's like, hey, people like me. Hey, I'm cute. Hey, you know, these other guys telling me that I'm, you know, flirting with me or whatever. I don't know how to react to that. So let me go along with that. And then out of the sudden, she's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to deal with this with you anymore because you don't have a job. And, you know, you're not helping out or whatever. And she makes a decision to leave. So okay. I think that, I think we should discuss that. Like, you know, people just making the decision of like, hey, there's something better out, uh, something better out there. Mm -hmm. And then they make the decision of like leaving what they have. Because that's very representative now. Like people saying like, hey, I'm in a relationship, but I just met someone else. And I'm going to leave this person. Yes, but I also think, I, I agree with you, but that's what, I mean, that's why I said people, I, I think sometimes people in relationships don't allow their relationships to grow with them. Yeah. They grow as individuals, but they don't grow the relationship with them. And I think when you when you don't do that, you have competing values at that point. You have the perception of Brian thinking that this is going to right. be the same old bullshit. And but there's also a combination of things. He was overly drinking. He was using the money that she was working hard, earned money to get it. He was using it for alcohol. He didn't want her to get the job. Mm -hmm. He's you know overbearing over like controlling her in that sense at least that's what the perception was even though what they were showing to other people was that they were perfect but it's apparent that inside their own relationship that's what the issue was but i think having honest conversation about growth is important in any relationship hey babe i don't think this isn't me anymore this used to be me that's what i used to like but i'm growing I'm I'm moving on, not necessarily moving on from you, but moving on from that 
part of me that was just this following you yeah this this you know random flower just sh right. you know shriveling up and right. waiting on you to blossom me when i found out i don't need you to blossom me mm -hmm. i can i can get my own sunshine from somewhere else i can get my own water poured from somewhere else and if you don't want to contribute to that then hey i can't continue to be there but i hear what you said too I, I'm not saying that what you're saying is invalid because that is a valid thing. I mean, oftentimes when you find someone who's more like, you know, a shiny, I'm going to use right. the, the shiny new car thing. Like I just see something better. Like, okay, fuck this. I'm in this old. That's what happened to her. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I get that. But I don't think that's why she wanted to leave. Right. I, I also don't, I don't want to taint that her because she's not here. She's no longer here. I don't want to taint her image that you no, know no, no, i don't no. want us to i don't want people to presume that's what we're doing because that's not no no, no. that's not your question at all no no i was just saying what recommendation or what are your thoughts on when that happens because i think that's something that we all deal with right yeah. like we meet someone better we deal someone we meet people who pay more attention to us than the person that we're with at the moment yeah you know i do and sometimes you meet a new person and really that new person you meet is you because look at you getting philosophical hello i mean when you meet a new you some folks are not accustomed to that and they don't want to meet you right, right, right. and they don't want to get to know yeah, that new they're like you. that wasn't you before hello you're changing exactly but people change just like the seasons change and if we don't get if if, if now some people you know summertime and in winter, they still wear flip-flops. Now, those people don't understand the difference, okay? Now, <laughs> when seasons change, you normally change your attire mm -hmm. to accommodate the season. But when people change, we tend to not want to change our clothing to go with that season. Mm -hmm. And we try to get stuck in that same, like, summer yeah. clothing. And you can't do that. You have to change with people. Look at... <laughs> Bruh! Look at that! Uh <laughs> I got me I posed the question. You did post the question. Thank you. I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. That's what the story's about, about people changing, you know? Yeah. And which is very personable to everyone. Yeah. Because I can see it in your eyes. It's personal to you. You about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me stop playing. No, no, no. I agree. No, I, I, I think that was, uh, I wouldn't, I would not have thought to bring that up if I was doing this episode by myself. So I appreciate it. Got you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a an excellent question because you know people change and situations change, life changes, and you know there's so many factors and so many darts that's coming in, and you just need to figure out how you navigate right. through it. I mean, at least for me, my opinion, I think that's what happened here. Yeah, because she was changing, so was he. He was changing. I think he was just drinking. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, he changed in the sense that he lost his job. Like, what do you do? That that was his identity. Right, his identity was to bring the money home. So that changed. So he didn't know how to deal with that. For her, was getting the job. Mm -hmm. That changed. Yeah. So they were dealing with this conflicting, you know, ideas, and none of them, both of them, didn't know how to deal with this. Yeah. No, I agree. You're right there. Yeah, it's a process. See, I got you. Mm -hmm. But she, <laughs> unfortunately, she's she's gone. Any other questions or any other comments before we? Oh, I just put, why didn't she talk to him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a, a point. Why didn't you just have the conversation? No. Now, we don't know if they did or not because this right. is our episode and, yeah. you know, they're trying to sensationalize I, it. I did write that. I'm like, why? If she really wanted to leave, 
the only incident that had happened before was him trying to strangle her, which was obviously I would have left right there and then. <laughs> Wait, but the only incident him trying to strangle her. I did okay. say I would have left right there and then. But after that, she still continued to be online. We don't know who she was talking to. We don't know whether she, you know, had met someone. And then he finds those messages. He finds the messages that she's about to leave or she's made the decision to leave. Why didn't she just tell him, hey, you know, I'm not happy or you're not fulfilling me or you need to, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. No, I'm just telling that's what the question is. No, no, I know. But you, you know that uh, I, I think that's hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. because you. Something you don't want to talk about. You just like not to know. not to bring it back to you, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like Try for you, put my personal life on no, no, no. But for you, for instance, you're confrontational, adverse. Oh yeah, I walk away. And you know that. Yeah, and then but when you want to have that conversation, you also tend to want to have that conversation because on you're upset on your terms yeah. and because you're upset. Yeah. And again, you can't. I I, I just think and I. You know, I can sit here and act like I can give the best advice because even for my own self, it's difficult. But having those conversations is hard, especially when you love a person or you're with someone, you're concerned about hurting that person and you're concerned about what that person may perceive you as and you're concerned about how other people may perceive you. There's so many other things and you're just unsure about, sometimes you're just unsure about the decision you're making. But I do think having those honest conversations are important and sometimes honesty hurts, sometimes love hurt and sometimes the separation or saying to someone, this isn't working is the best thing you can say because then you all can step away from each other. And if you are truly, you know, about or truly interested in working things out, then work them out. And you can work them out by working on yourself individually and then coming together. I know that's kind of like preachy, but it's, it's the reality because you can't work on yourself when you're trying to work on other people at the same yeah. time. But yeah, anyway, so that's episode 54. That is love tapped or tapped to death. And we should, we know not only was she tapped to death, she was strangled to death. Lord have mercy. I mean, 13 years gone down the drain. Two children now without. Oh, they did go to the grandmother, the mom. Yeah, at the end. So they're okay. But still, I mean, they lost their mom. Yeah. And they lost and their father. Dad. So anyway, so I appreciate that. That is episode 54. Jose, I want to appreciate you taking the time. to. I know your bedtime is normally like at 7, 7 p.m. So I appreciate you staying up a little bit. Eight. And over here, you know, you know the camera. We, I was trying to get the camera angles together and not have you people see cameras in the background and the lights in the background. But at this particular point, I really don't care because I've been working all day and I'm tired. Okay, <laughs> So... Anyhow, I appreciate you doing that. Remember that you can help us out by giving us a, a review and have a podcast that helps people find us. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can like, comment, and subscribe. And you can tell a friend. And you can just watch a video or download it. Duh. Very simple to support. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time, make sure that you continue to drink, listen, and converse. I'm Sean. I'm out. Peace and love. And Jose. See you guys. See you. All right. And sorry if it was like we were not looking at the cameras and looking at each other because, you know, we're in the bar having a conversation. Peace.